Former Premier of Victoria, Jeff Kennett, has written an article which is uh, a column which is in the Tizer today and uh, in it he argues the voice, if it is successful in the referendum sometime later this year, in the last three months of the year or so, probably October, November-ish, by the time it gets up and running and the bureaucracy is sorted out, it's too late. He says, we need a voice now. Now, I've spoken with Jeff before on this program where he has said uh, he would prefer the government to legislate a voice uh, rather than uh, go down the referendum path to include it in the Constitution. But uh, urgent action now. We've got so many committees, he's arguing in this article, and, and bodies like ATSIC, etc., closing the gap report, which uh, was some years ago. And it's all led essentially nowhere. The problems exist and they're getting worse. He joins me now. Jeff Kennett, good morning. Good morning, Matthew. So now you're saying, uh, who should get behind this? Obviously the federal government and uh, and move quickly. Yes, I think all the political parties should recognise that uh, there is a great deal of work to be done. I returned early this morning from Darwin after a week up there and it is a changing place as you watch it, as has been Alice Springs. And actually, it is so sad and disappointing. So on the way to the airport last night, even though there'd been you know, a murder and a young man chased by friends and then knocked over by a bus, mm. last night when I was at the service station filling up the car, as you have to with rental properties, uh, I was accosted in the driveway. And then secondly, when I went in to pay, the young man behind the counter was being accosted and in the end he pulled out his wallet and gave the individual everything he had in it uh, to try and buy peace. Now, Matthew, I am very much in favour of recognition and want a referendum that we'll see our Indigenous and Torres Strait Islanders recognised as the first settlers on this continent and surrounding islands, as per the Uluru Statement. Mm. But I've got to say to you, I've been in government long enough, and out of it, I suppose, long enough, to know that once you establish a bureaucracy, it actually slows things down. It doesn't actually move quickly. There is no one there who makes decisions. So the reality is, if the voice to parliament was established by the constitution, it will take a great deal of time to even conduct the elections throughout the country to identify the 24 individuals who are going to be part of the voice to parliament. And as you know, any organisation is going to be judged by its leaders, the quality of the leaders of the organisation. So you invest in companies as a shareholder where you know the management is good. The government can only appoint on the Calma Langton report, of which I was part, two people. The rest will be voted by communities around the country, but only 24. Matthew, I can't tell you how urgent it is for governments and opposition to say yes Let's do something constructive. Throwing money isn't the answer. And I have suggested in that piece that you have referred to that those leaders who are calling for the voice to be established by the Constitution or through the Constitution should be brought together quickly, should be empowered by the Parliament to actually start addressing these issues in a constructive way to their culture, not necessarily ours. And going into Alice Springs, and this isn't a political comment, 
But going into Alice Springs, as the Prime Minister did, seeing a problem and giving $250 million is not the answer. Mm. It is much more culturally based than that. And we haven't got time before we end up with some even more serious problems than we're currently encountering now, particularly uh, in the Northern Territory, but also in many communities on country. So what I'm saying doesn't affect all Indigenous Torres Strait Islanders. Many are very, very successful. But there is this gap, and the gap has had plenty of money thrown at it, but the reality is the situation is getting worse. Just on those comments, Jeff, there's there's people listening now and there's people right across this country who say, well, why will the voice work, given all those billions of dollars that have been spent over over decades? And and the problem is getting worse. I've seen that, that video of the uh, the chase, that fight in, in Darwin where the, the man was hit by the bus as he was trying to, to escape his uh, pursuers. Just awful. And the week, the week before, Matthew, a young man was killed at a uh, at a liquor store mm. by a group of young men. I mean, and then this week, even Linda Burney, the federal minister, was staying in a hotel where a woman unfortunately lost a life when her partner stabbed, allegedly yeah. stabbed her to death. Wow. So this is happening every day, every week. And as I said, I saw it last night, mm. and it was quite frightening and I'm a fairly robust individual yeah. but I've had I was worried I was pleased to get back into the car and get out of there so there's a lot of good people spending a lot of time arguing for the voice why doesn't the prime minister get Peter Dutton in a bipartisan way and mm. pull these people together and say look we know you're concerned you're all you all understand the issues we will empower you to get on with the job now rather than waiting for years before the voice, if it is successful through a referendum, is established and can actually work. And even then, I guarantee you, there will be advice go up. The advice will be looked at. The advice will be changed. Nothing will happen. The need is now. What difference will the voice make? It was going to be my question before. We've had all the, the billions of dollars spent on, on ATSIC, on, on so many different programs and bureaucracies that still remain in place and will in the future as well. Why will the voice well, work when all of that hasn't? Well, that's my greatest worry. And I say that from experience in government. You need people to make decisions. Uh, look, I respect the work that's been done. I was one of three non-Indigenous uh, individual who worked with Professors Karma and uh, Langton to develop the working documents for the Voice to Parliament. But the more I have seen, the more I have spoken to community members who disagree with the Voice, the more I see the urgency. I don't know how the Voice is going to work. I actually think it is going to become a huge political bureaucratic body which is going to be challenged and challenged. And that will just continue to ignore the issues that are confronting us today. So uh, I've made a plea this morning. I guess it'll fall on deaf ears. I don't know. But look, I've seen it. You read about it. You saw, you've said you've just referred to that video. I don't know whether that young man lost his life or not. But so much of what is happening is not being reported. Mm -hmm. And I go up to Darwin. I've got family there. I've got people whom I've known for a long time I speak to up there. They are scared. It is a different place, and so many of them just want to get out.
That's terrible. Absolutely terrible. All right, Jeff Kennett, appreciate your time as always. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Jeff Kennett, former Premier of Victoria. His article, his column is in the Advertiser today.